When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown, episode 229, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And tonight we have another doozy of an interview. Our homie Peter from Keep Flying is joining us to talk all things New Jersey Devils, what the Keep Flying homies got planned for the rest of the year, their trip overseas to the UK. And a bunch more. Peter is a just a gem of a human and a return guest. So super excited to catch up with Peter. But before we do that, I do want to catch up with my homie Justin from out of time. Justin, what's going on, dude? Not much, not much. Uh, I was going to say, I think one of my favorite parts about this episode with Peter really quick that I forgot to mention on the episode is uh, the antics that he had at the Prudential Center. And for some reason, as he's telling this story about how he like essentially snuck into a Devils game, part of me was just thinking that the guy that he was talking to was Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, and Silent Bob was the one that got him into the stadium. Like, if if Kevin Smith listens to this podcast, please... I think Kevin Smith would like this podcast. Kevin Smith would love this podcast. But Kevin Smith, if you're listening to this podcast, because we know that you're listening to this podcast, can you please do in the next Clerks movie or the next Jay and Silent Bob movie, just do it where like someone's going to the Prudential Center. We know that you're a Devils fan. We we know this. But can you please just have Jay and Silent Bob sneak them into the stadium? Because that would be the most New Jersey thing possible. Because that's exactly what I thought about when Peter was talking about that story. <laughs> And the first thing that came to my mind was jingle all the way when yeah. Arnold's trying to get the turbo man and he goes to that rinking dink factory with all the, yeah. the Santa Claus and the elves. Yeah. <laughs> that was where my mind went. But um I mean in the in the world of out of time, um as we were recording this one, we actually just finished tracking um a cover that we're doing for a compilation that will be coming out next year so uh we just got that one finished we're getting prepped for uh pre-pre-fest which is uh tomorrow night and getting ready for fest which is this weekend which uh once this episode comes out it'll already be uh past the fest weekend but uh hopefully i'll have some fun stories to talk about um hanging out with goalkeeper this whole week hanging out with the guys in Don't Panic. Um, we have a couple of bands coming over from Europe that we're going to be hanging out with this week. So I can't wait. It's just, it's fast week. That's just what it is. 
And are these out of times last shows of the year, or do you got something cooking for you know November or December? I can comfortably say that these last two shows are going to be the last out of time shows for the year, and we're going to hunker down or bunker down or whatever you want to call it and uh put out uh, actually just start recording new music um we have 10 to 15 demos that uh we've been working on and i just can't wait to get them out hell yeah can't wait to hear them so um before we do get to the interview uh you know something that came up today that i just wanted to to touch on was uh the NHL backpedaling on their, I guess their rules against having, you know, heritage nights and inclusive nights and the banning of pride tape. They realized how foolish and how outdated they were. And today announced that players can continue to use pride tape, but like NHL, come on. Like this is such a bad look. And we had a few players that didn't want to participate and didn't want to wear some jerseys for some of these inclusive nights. And because of a few players, you're going to ban it for everyone else. When we had the whole slogan hockey is for everyone where you make a move like that and literally shows that hockey is only for a select few. Yep. And it it's such a bad look for a sport that means so much to us. And I, I, I think the NHL needs to just come out and be like, you know what? We messed up. Let, let's, let's do more. Like let's, let's, you know, continue to move the ball, fo- the ball forward. And, uh, and I'm just disappointed. Right. Like that, that's kind of what you, you never want to hear. Like your parents say, like, I'm just, you know, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm just disappointed. And, and that's how I feel right now. I'm just so disappointed in the NHL. And I would say too, like shout out to, to organizations like the, you can play project too, that has really made a big push, big push to include, you know, players and coaches and staff that are part of the LGBTQ plus community too because I know that they were a big proponent in um, supporting players to put the pride tape on and supporting these heritage nights as well, because we need to, I think that the NHL needs to do better when it comes to including, you know, other marginalized communities into the sport, because hockey in it in and of itself is a very marginalized sport, especially here in the United States where, you know, MLS is starting to get a little bit more popular and who knows that could one time surpass the NHL in viewers. If we're not careful, dude, I hate to break it to you. It's happening right before our eyes. Like we talk about, yeah, with Messi, like (laughs) we talk about how St. Louis and Charlotte and Orlando, some of these new teams, Nashville and the MLS are getting 30 plus thousand fans for every single game. Well, that's already more than any NHL game gets. Yeah. Like, granted, yes, there's more NHL games a season. However, most arenas are, you know, high teens, low 20s. Yeah. So right there, 
you're already limited in how many people can go to your games and not and that's like if every game's a sellout and let's be real they're not all sellouts so mls is growing man it really is and yeah it's i I mentioned it with to peter like this charlotte fc team that we got i'm seeing more kids young kids wearing their shirts and jerseys to school than i am of any other sport and it's you know because mls is doing a great job reaching everyone and nhl is just stuck in their ways and being a boys club and doing it their way and they're getting left behind yeah and i know that we're not we're not a football podcast or soccer podcast however you want to say it but to the mls's credit especially like places like atlanta and all these new teams like they're they go out into the community and build a community is essentially what they do so like in atlanta for example you have these new soccer fields and these soccer parks popping up that are sponsored by the atlanta fc and it's to promote youth soccer and I feel like that's kind of like where the NHL drops the ball a little bit where, you know, especially when it comes to our generation, millennials and Gen Z's, we're very much big on, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. And a move like what the NHL did, banning pride tape and, you know, kind of going away from heritage nights is a move that they they're taking away from younger generations. So, um, yeah, let's be real, dude. When we grew up yeah. in the 90s. You would drive down any street in the suburbs, and what'd you see? Kids playing what? Pick up hockey. Pick up hockey. Like, literally everywhere. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a kid playing pick up hockey when I'm driving around. Like I, I, I don't think I've seen it in the last 15 years. You know what I do see a lot? Soccer balls. Yeah. So there you go, man. Like. <laughs> God, it's just going to get really left behind and it's sad. And, you know, those old heads that kind of are still in control in the media and just even in fan bases and stuff like hate to say it, they're dying off and their ways and their mindsets are totally outdated and don't relate to the people that are going to games. And like Peter said, like going to devil's games there's a lot of kids that look like him that are young like him and you know that's why they're having hardcore shows in the middle of intermissions like the devils seem to have figured it out and they're that's the that's rare like there's not other teams that are doing that like they are and yes we've talked to some of our homies that do really cool things for teams but they're like doing that and being a little rebellious because they just want to get our music out to people like, but what the devils is doing is completely different than anybody else. What some of our friends are doing and uh, just shout out to the devils again. I know it's kind of been a few episodes in a row, but I just want to see more of this. And, you know, I, I tweeted out or posted out on our socials the other night, like, Koyo was at the New York Islanders game. Like they're yeah. legit. They're rocking the, the Islanders fisherman starter jacket. And like, 
They're legit fans. And that would be the perfect band for the Islanders to mix in. Like you get a band like Koya to play the inter- intermission at a New York Islanders game. And that's going to be a very viral clip. That's going to be just showcasing mm-hmm. the crossover. And it needs to happen. And it's crazy too. Like, like just speaking about the Islanders in general and talking about their fans, I was just playing the new Spider-Man game that just came out. And you know what jersey the first one you see is? They can't have the Islanders logo, obviously, because they need to pay a lot of money for it. But a blue and orange jersey. Like, you see a kid just, like, duck out of the way because someone's getting thrown at his face, and he's wearing an Islanders jersey. And it just kind of goes to show, like, even, like, in game development, people are putting – they're not putting Ranger jerseys in there. They're putting Islander jerseys in. So. I'm not saying I'm an Islander fan, but Islanders, get your shit together. Let's do some Long Island emo and hardcore in there. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, just just wanted to go on a little bit of rant about just how I'm feeling as a hockey fan right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I do want to get to this very special interview. So let's just do it. Here's our buddy Peter from Keep Flying. Right, all right, and here we are with our homie Peter from Keep Flying. It has been a long time coming, but Peter is back on the pod. Repeat guest. We've pretty much had every member of Keep Flying on. I guess that just shows how much we love that band. So, <laughs> Peter, what's going on, dude? Man, great to be back on the show, dude. It's funny. I was telling my brother, I was like, so I'm recording this on his laptop. I was like, yo. Do this podcast later. It's like a, like a punk rock, like hockey. He goes, oh, bar down breakdown. I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I listened to that. I was like, all right, well, I'll be on it. So that's what's up. Me. Thanks for having me back. Hell yeah, Peter. It's it's like I said, a long time coming. God, I like truly. I think it was like 2019 when we had you on. So yeah, like, if you think about how much shit has happened between then and now. um, it, we can definitely dive into a bunch of that. Awesome. However, you know, you guys are, are road dogs and you just got home from the road. So how did the album release run go? 
I know you guys pretty much were everywhere as you guys like to do. Yeah. So it was like, uh, I think it was six or seven weeks uh, that we were on the road, three off days. Those off days were spent driving, you know, 11 or 12 hours. So were they really off days? Not really. I'm not playing a show, but I'm driving 12 hours. Um, Man, the tour was incredible, bro. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Every city we go to, people know the words to the new record, which is like a bizarre thing, you know? Um, Middle of nowhere, Midland, Texas, there are people there who knew the band. Uh, the, the markets that we followed up from the Bowling for Soup Lesson, Jake tour, man, they all knew the words. Portland's crazy. Seattle's crazy. We're finally drawn people in like Los Angeles. It, it was really great. Uh, very, um, reassuring for me in a sense that I'm like, all right, I really do love doing this. It, it really is worth my time. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I loved it. I, I had a great time. Uh, it was really successful for us. It really was. I mean, seven weeks is a long time, man. But it, it, I came home being like, happy I'm home. And then two <laughs> days later, I was like, ah, I kind of want to go back out. You know? That's so, what you love to hear. Can't and, wait and you had, US, yeah. And you had a few uh, festivals sprink- sprinkled in between, you know, those dates as well. I know you guys played four chord. And yeah. I ran into you guys and had a break the news that like traffic getting into that like baseball stadium was atrocious and i watched i watched the entire set from my car as i was (laughs) just crawling into the parking parking lot because they had one person collecting money and here i am like being a responsible adult i was like oh you know what i could save like two dollars and prepay for my parking let's do it so like i even had my parking prepaid and i still had to wait in this long ass line because there was only one person so yeah we didn't have to wait because you know well you know being like in a band you know what i'm saying like kind of like a skip the line pass get that priority yeah when you're like a rock star it's basically like you get priority and that kind of things also i think we got there at like not kidding i think like 7 30 or 8 in the morning Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No line then. Thank God. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, as we talked about on the podcast, there was like legit tornadoes that definitely messed up that day. Dude, dude. (laughs) Yeah. The weather was insane. The the security was like, we got our set in just fine. I think the tornado started at like 6 p.m. And security was yelling, everyone off field, everyone off the field, right? Uh, my whole band was under the smart punk records tent, holding the tent down and like protecting all the vinyl, all the merchandise. So funny, dude. I did get a less than Jake record out of it though. So I'll take it. You know, that's my payment. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you guys were lucky and got your set in and didn't really get affected by it. And the cool thing was that like what came out of it was so many people ended up leaving and then the festival promoters came back and said like, Hey, we're still going to have taken back Sunday and yellow card play. Yeah. And I would imagine of that entire yellow card tour, that was probably the smallest crowd that they played to the oh, entire that, time. Yeah. You, you got to imagine half the people left. Oh yeah. Easily. If not more. Yeah. So I, I, I did come back for 
and I'll put it in air quotes, the Taking Back Sunday set, and yeah, then the yellow card set. What, they did like five songs acoustic. Oh, it was brutal. It, but it was it was cool until I realized like it's kind of bad actually. <laughs> you know? Sorry, Taking Back Sunday. It was just kind of whack, but. I mean, I feel like at least they played, I guess. Yeah. You know? You're not getting a refund either way. So at least they played. They did what they could do. I feel like Taking Back Sunday is one of those bands that everybody wants. Everybody wants the old stuff. Everybody wants everything from like Louder Now prior. And anytime they anybody those hears. Hits, like, like the oh, songs they that they played oh, uh, were were solid, but just the way that they sang them and the way Adam Lazaro talks now, like. Bro, oh, he's talked like that for a while, though. Dude, we were looking at each other like, "Why is he speaking that way?" <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, and and the vocals are very like theatrical. Yes. He doesn't sing them the way the song goes, and it's like it almost sounds like you're singing a different melody all together. It's kind of kind of weird. I don't think he has the stamina anymore to be able to do that. Yeah, that could be what it is. Yeah, and because I, 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 it's funny. Like I've seen so many. I've I saw them at they played this fest like right after COVID called Kraken Fest here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I remember like just sitting there and watching them. And this was the first time I've seen Taking Back Sunday since uh, Fred left the band. So this is my first time seeing John Nolan back in the band since 2003. Yeah. And I watched them and I was just like, it doesn't, doesn't have, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. It's, it's I, I like, don't, I seen him once and now I don't need it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think last time I saw him live before whatever that date was, was when they toured with like Angels and Airways. And it was like the first Angels and Airways tour. Damn, that's and crazy. that was, that was a sick show. Yeah. That sounds dope. Mm-hmm. But then they get old and you can't really hit those notes anymore. Yeah. And I got to respect them for doing it. And people are buying tickets. Clearly. Yeah. Shit ton of people there for them. So. Yeah. More more power to them. Yeah. Well, it was like when I saw I saw Mayday Parade for their their ten year anniversary for Less Than Romantics. Derek just put the microphone in the middle of the stage and everybody just sang along. Sure. You didn't like those bands don't necessarily need the vocalist to sing. Yeah. Right. Ah, more power to them. You know. But yeah. let's talk about keep flying and getting there yeah, because we're, we're not talking about TBS anymore. I I wanted to bring that up. I think I think the and, and it's funny that you said like this tour was the most successful tour that you guys have had. You know, I saw pictures of when you guys played Orlando and I was just like, that is, that is a packed Will's pub show. Bro, Orlando was nuts. <laughs> nuts, bro. And it's always great there. We used to play, you remember uh, the Bat Ranch? Yeah, in Apopka. Yeah, Bat Ranch, uh, Will's pub, a couple other places around Orlando. This show, Orlando is one of the best shows of the tour, dude. And like. Love that. I was expecting it to be really good, but like it blew my expectations out of the water. Like it was, I don't know if it was sold out, but like it, it was, was like 90%. Out. It was sold out bro, straight up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And everybody knew the words. Everybody's going crazy. Everyone's loud as hell, dude. Like the new songs, people going crazy for the new songs, bro. I was like, oh shit. You know, it felt really good, felt real. I felt like a real rocker, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool because, like, I think in, in Keep Flying is very different from a lot of, like, these other bands that we've seen kind of come through. You guys have really, like, built a community. Like, everywhere you guys go, like, you have you have this community that you guys have built out. And it's, like, 
people are just such diehard fans of keep flying. And I remember the first time, like I even played with you guys, it was in a coffee shop mm-hmm. in Orlando and just seeing like the progression of just everybody like going all in on keep flying, like all the fans, it's just been such a cool, yeah. like, I don't know, like uh kind of like resurgence of like just seeing that happen again. You guys have like a real special thing going. And I, I've so, said that all the time. So it's funny. Cause like, I'll talk to people, but oh, you know, I'm I'm in a band, you know. Oh, that's crazy. What do you guys do? Like get hotels? And I'm like, no, like we bro, we probably got four hotel rooms this whole tour, seven weeks, <laughs> because we have friends everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every show, there's multiple friends coming. Um, and I think that we there's a Ben and Jerry sticker that we had on our old van. That said, if it's not fun, why do it? And that's kind of the way that we approach the band. Um, and it's kind of the more the merrier mentality um, where we're having fun every single show. Even if the show sucks, mm-hmm. even if there's three people there, we're still having fun and laughing about how much it kind of stinks. And that's going to make it not stink. Um, and if the show, if there's 300 people there, it's like, yo, this is crazy. And like... I'll make an effort to try and talk to legitimately everybody. Like when we were doing like the Lesson Jake shows and there was like a line outside the venue, I would get on the line. I did it at four chord. Bro, I'd get on the line. I'd talk to every single person. Hey, thanks for getting here early. Please watch the band. You know, even if you don't like it, I guarantee you'll at least laugh and smile, you know? So um, I think that we do a really good job of straight up naturally making friends at the shows. And I think that really sticks with people because like no one is treated as a fan because I feel weird. And the rest of my band clearly as well, but like just speaking for myself, I feel weird treating people as just like fans because that makes me feel like, what is this guy? Like a, he's got like an ego rock star. No, I live with my parents and don't pay rent. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful that anybody comes to the shows straight up so so um yeah I, I it feels better for me being like oh yeah my friend this is my friend you know what yeah, I'm saying? exactly and i feel like that's kind of like like i think that that goes into like that that community that you guys have built where people are people go to your shows because they feel included with keep flying sure yeah and it's and like you guys said, if, if it's a three person show or a 300 person show, you guys have that energy every single night. And that's amazing. You never know who's watching, man. Mm-hmm. And straight up, if it's not if we're not crazy on stage, it's like less fun for us. You know, I I want to be laughing. Dude, I got the best seat in the house. Yeah. I'm a drum kit every night watching what's going on with the five guys in front of me. It <laughs> is the, the it's my dream, bro. It's so funny, bro. I love to hear that. And I'm going to make a a crazy parallel right here. Islander fans are like keep flying fans. So, yeah, Islander fans. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Islander fans might not be like the largest fan base in the NHL. However, they are only diehards. Like there's not casual Islander fans. Because why would you be a casual Islander fan? And everyone is all in on the team. And I think that that's the same with keep flying fans. 
like keep flying fans don't just like you know casually go and see them once you know every couple of years like literally keep flying fans are going every single time that you guys come through and that at least that's what i've noticed as i've seen you guys in columbia south carolina i've seen you guys in charlotte a, a few times so like I'm seeing the same people at these shows every time I've seen you here. And I'm sure it's like that Long Island, Philly, Jert, like Orlando. You're starting to see that, you know, the same like 7,500 people, whatever it is, are going every single time you guys come through. It really is a crazy thing, man. Um, and it's interesting because there's been people coming to every single show since 2016 when the band started where consistently there would be like one or two people at the show who knew where we were or who knew who we were, excuse me. And now those same people are coming and seeing us play new 50 people who might know the words or a hundred people who know the words. And it's, we got a lot of, of, uh return from from the the fans and, and the family it feels really good and again that that creates naturally a relationship between mm-hmm. the people who buy a ticket to come see my band and us you know what i'm saying because we're seeing you over and over and over we're going to get to talking you know oh what's your instagram things like that and we just naturally become friends it and really is a, a crazy thing at the islanders game i saw um my buddy Christian, who's been coming to shows since 2016, saw him there. I was like, can't believe you're here, man. My, my girlfriend's like, who is that? I'm like, oh, that's my friend Christian. I met him in 2016 at a show. And he's been yeah, it's crazy, bro. And, you know, let's be real. Keep flying fans are, are just like myself and Justin in their mid-30s and now having kids and stuff. And I'm starting to see that there's a bunch of, like, fans who have kids who are those kids are now becoming fans and coming to shows and like you guys even have some of them come up come up on the stage and play with you guys right yeah we got a lot of requests to make uh baby sizes too or like toddler sizes and stuff yeah like onesies i think we're gonna do that um beginning of next year i know we talked about it at john's house once but uh I think we are going to make like a couple of kid sizes in certain designs. You get a lot of people out. You got this in like a, like a four T or a two T. I'm like, no, (laughs) maybe you want like red bubble and you can bootleg one. I I don't know. So yeah. Well, dude, I'm, I'm the target demographic. You start printing four T's. I'm going to be, I'm going to be snagging a few. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yo, but, you're right about. By the way, every Islander fan I know is like a madman for the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've That's never it. met. I've never met someone who's like a oh, casual Islander Islanders, fan. Islanders, yeah. Everyone's like, "Yo, Islanders, let's go!" They're all in, man. All in. They sure are, and and we'll talk about you know your your experience going to UBS because I know you just went there, yeah, but yeah. we'll save that for when we get into our hockey talk. Sure. I just have one other question about you know the. EP release tour you guys did. Did you hit any other world's largest on your road? Because oh I, I know that that's God, like never. your favorite thing to do. Are there oh. like any left that you haven't hit? So, do okay. Well, me personally, I want to go to the world's largest Dunkin' Donuts, which I think is in it's somewhere in Asia. 
it might really? be like I would have thought somewhere in like Massachusetts. Or yeah, something. yeah, right yeah. in the heart of Boston. You would have thought like Cambridge, <laughs> Massachusetts. No, it's in like Thailand or something. That's my number one. I want to go there. Um, but yeah, oh, we hit so many. And to be honest with you, I can remember zero of them <laughs> because we hit so many, dude. If you go on our Instagram, um, we recently just compiled them all. I think in a, you know, like, like the story highlights. Yeah. Where we hit all of them in the, the one highlight. I think there's like a hundred of them. Jeez. It's like, dude, it's like every other day. Rick is like, all right, Pete, we're stopping twice today. And I'm like, <laughs> admittedly, I'm like, oh, come on, man. All right. Because uh, I'm assuming it, it, you, it, you sometimes got to go out of your way a little bit to hit them, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, There's times where we go out of our way. Oh, you know what the coolest one we hit the store was? Uh, the world's largest box of raisins at, at the Sunmade, you know, like Sunmade raisins, like they got like the chick like holding the basket of raisins like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. We hit the Sunmade raisin factory where they have the world's largest box of raisins. I shit you not, this thing's like fifty feet tall, and they also have a massive, uh, like statue of the chick with the raisins, and we took a photo in front of that. Yeah, that that was fun. They had like a gift shop. I think that was in uh I think that was in California. But I don't really remember. <laughs> Dude, I got a, a, a crazy like keep flying marketing scheme that you guys should come up with is just make a world's largest paper airplane. Dude, it exists. Put it in- it exists. It does? We took yeah. a photo of it, bro. I swear, dude. I swear. I just I'm on their Instagram right now going through the stories, and that was the, like it? one of the first ones I saw. Yeah. Yeah, world's largest paper airplane. It's not actually paper, but it's like it's paper mache. Yeah, something. We've been talking about doing two things. We've been talking about making a a like coffee table book. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we've Damn. been talking about making like a like a coffee table book of like a, like a nice like one of these of all the photos of us. We've also been talking for a little while about making our own world's largest item. Uh, and I don't know, that's what you were talking about just now. I'm not yeah. sure what it's going to be yet, but we're talking about making our own world's largest. And what's it going to be? I, I don't know. But knowing us, it's going to be something completely off the wall and beauty. <laughs> so, world's largest photo book of world's largest pictures. It, it honestly might be that. It really might be <laughs> that. Yeah, you never know. I'll let you guys know. And hopefully you'll have me on again to promote whatever it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, love it. Um, so yeah, and to kind of wrap up the tour, you guys played Long Island, which isn't necessarily your home, but I'm sure it's kind of become your home. And something that kind of stood out about that show, obviously the, the tour poster was sick. You had all the custom AMH mm-hmm. merch for the show, but you got to play with your pops for the first time ever. Oh man, dude, it was awesome. Yeah. So like just tell me about that because you know obviously your dad is much older and probably doesn't play to like the punk hardcore scene maybe anymore maybe he used to back in the day but uh you know he's in a billy idol cover band and you guys had him on the bill so i guess kind of walk me through that and what that was like for you so i'm a musician because of my father because like i grew up my father was a bass, is a bass guitarist and also a singer. He's mm-hmm. an incredible musician, incredible vocalist. 
And uh, he would teach me, you know, kind of, he would help me learn to play the drums. Like I remember he would like learn like all the small things, Blink-182, and like we would play it in my basement and things like that. Um, and he would always take me to punk shows like in New York City, like any punk or hardcore or ska band that I wanted to see, my father was taking me. He didn't care. He was having the, the best time. So um, he's been talking about a couple of years. He's been talking about, oh, dude, I do a great Billy Idol. I'm like, I know you do, man. Like I've, I've heard it because he plays in like a, a lot of like cover band stuff. I know you do, man. Bro, I got this idea to do a Billy Idol tribute band and I'll be Billy Idol. And I'm like, dude, I wish you would just do it. You've been talking about it for so long. Last year, he finally found the guys. Dude, he got the wig. He got the clothes. He's got rings, chains. He, dude, and it's called Biggie Idol because it's just my father as a bigger version, physically bigger version of Billy Idol. And like, my father's not like like a like a fat dude, but like he's definitely like a big guy. Like, I'm also like a big guy. Like we mm. both wear like two X. So, dude, like it sounds amazing. Like, not just being his son, my father does an amazing Billy Idol, bro. It sounds better than Billy Idol does now, legitimately. He does a better Billy Idol than Billy Idol does. And uh, we were talking about, yo, what, who do we want to have on the release show, right? First thing I said was, bro, what if we had Biggie Idol on the release show? <laughs> called my John, like, yeah, called my father. I was like, bro. Do you want to play? We've never played a show together. I've been playing shows now for since I was 15, and I'm going to be 28 next month. My father's been playing shows for the last 45 years. So we've never gigged together. I think that's crazy. So we called him. He called his guys. We're like, yo, we're in, but my drummer can't play. Can you do it? And I was like, dude, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I got to be the drummer of Biggie Idol that day. Uh, there's people stage diving, which I don't think anyone's ever done in my father's music before. Moshing, stage diving, going crazy. Uh, he got to introduce the band. Um, and it was just really a great, great time. I just love that how, like, just crazy keep flying is. You guys just don't give a flying F. Like, you're like, yep, we'll have a Billy Idol cover band open up, you know, probably your biggest show of the year, like playing a AMH, you know, sold out show. Not and even open like, up, brother. Direct support. They we put direct. them direct support. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? Everybody loved it. So it worked. Everybody loved it, bro. Everyone is smiling and singing and laughing the whole time. And that's what the band is about. We want to make yeah. sure everyone has a great time. The the best like opening act, I put that in quotations, for Keep Flying is a band who is just going to get everyone fired up and happy and yeah. laughing because that's what the band is. We just want to have fun, you know, and, and my father did so well, dude, he like talks with the, with the accent oh. on stage and then like forgets that he's supposed to be doing the Billy Idol accent. So he'll go <laughs> mid sentence in between the Billy Idol accent and just like the way he speaks, like Queens, New York guy. Yeah, it's funny, bro. It's really funny. I just want to see awesome. a whole bunch of kids at AMH absolutely lose their shit to Rebel Yell. Like That's that would was. be that would be so awesome. Just to, I need videos of that. That's what it was, bro. And I was sitting back there just just <laughs> laughing, having a good time. A little nervous. I was a little nervous because like my father is like a 
like, okay, I'm a professional musician. Yeah. My dad is also a professional musician and his uh, bass player, guitar player, and keyboard player are professional musicians and they're all older and they don't play punk rock. They play a much more like eased, uh, sit down crowd sometimes, mid tempo, tight rock. And I'm up there like, ah! <laughs> so I had to really like hold it back a little bit. And I did for the most part. I messed up a couple times. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, I thought I did really well. I don't know if it's just because my father, but he was like, I'm really proud of you, man. You killed it. So sure. And I thought, it, I thought it went well. Yeah. That makes it special. Like, you know, obviously playing AMH, John's hometown. And like I said, probably has become like your second hometown as well. You you've played it so many times, but I'm sure that like, this is going to be one that really sticks with you, which is yeah. cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. It's always unforgettable playing there. Amen. Well, you know, something coming up that I'm sure is going to be unforgettable as well is your run to the UK. And I just need to hear about this because that's, that's going to be epic. So kind of, when did you start talking about the UK? How did you guys make this happen? Like guys, we've been talking about going to the UK. Probably for the last four or five years. Um, and I'm always like, dude, this is the year we're going to do it. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm bummed. <laughs> a couple months ago, we were like, John was like, hey, man, like, we're like talking to like our friend over there. And like, he's booking shows. And like, I think it's going to happen this year. And I'm like, I, I really hope so. I really hope so. Right. A couple weeks later, hey, man, how, how's it going with the UK? He's like, oh, he's booking the shows, man. It's, I think this is the year it's going to happen. And I'm like, trying not to get my hopes too high. And then, uh, couple weeks ago john was like dude like we're gonna book the flights this week the tour is booked it's happening and i'm like let's go because i've never been over there i've only ever been to canada i've never been outside the country other than canada um and it's been a dream of mine to go to the uk because more even more than hockey dude i'm a soccer guy yeah i love soccer bro i'm very uh i'm obsessed with the culture European football culture is like my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, my Who's favorite, your favorite Premier League team? Uh, don't have one, bro. Straight up. Oh. If, I had to pick a, if I had to pick an English club to follow, Millwall, I guess, because the, the supporters are just insane. I got a couple friends who like Liverpool. Uh, I got a couple friends who like West Ham, but mm -hmm. I, I don't – I've never been there. So I find it hard – to support a team from anywhere that I've never been, that I have no connection to. Yeah. Why, like for me, like New Jersey Devils, I'm like, all right, I'm from New Jersey. I love the Devils, New York Giants, uh, you know, Mets. I'm I'm from here. Yeah. Um, and New York Red Bulls is my local uh, major league I'm soccer team. club, and that's like my number one love in the whole world is the New York Red Bulls. Um, Aren't they playing Charlotte tomorrow, bro? You knew. Yeah, dude, what? I live in Charlotte, of course. Let's go! Yeah, dude, yeah, tomorrow in the playoffs. We're, we should not have made it. Should not have made the playoffs. We don't deserve it. But this is the 14th consecutive season that your New York Red Bulls have made the playoffs. And I believe that is the most uh, – that's like the, the longest current playoff streak 
is the New York Red Bulls right now, like in, in all major sports in the United States. Um, so that'll be really awesome. But like being such a big soccer guy and being like an ultras group, like in the States, I'm very excited to go to the UK. Um, and I'm hoping to catch a match or two there. I know we land in London and I think that we have the whole day off. So if there's any game, like even like third or fourth division football, I'm going, bro. There's have like 32 teams in London. You'll be good. Dude, I have to go. I, I don't care who it is. I don't, I don't care. I have to go. It's my number one priority over there is, is making it to a match. Um, and, like, just the culture, the fashion over there. Dude, the clothes I love, bros. Stone Island stores over there. There's this brand uh, called Weekend Defender. They have a brand-new store in London. It's like a ultras hooligan brand. I'm like, dude, I'm so excited, man. I really so am. There's – there's a so West Ham has a hooligan uh like support team that it's all metalheads. So they have they have West Ham jerseys that have Marshall like the Marshall amplification logo yeah. right in the middle and it has uh West Ham metalheads is the uh the the cleft. Um Brian Mitch Daniels is a part of it and like all these old hardcore and punk heads are all a part of it. I don't like West Ham, but I fuck with that hooligan squad because who's, that jersey is so sick. Who's your uh, club? What? Oh, see, I, I really enjoy Man City. Sure. I've always just kind of loved Man City. And I don't know, I when I went to Etihad years ago um, and I was there and I heard them sing Blue Moon, I was like mm-hmm. sold. So I – and I promise I, I'll, we'll stop talking about soccer after this. Oh, you're I know fine. I know the hockey podcast. I can't stand Man City. Because our biggest rival is New York City Football Club, who is owned in part by Manchester City. They wear the same colors. I hate them. I hate the fans. If you're an <laughs> NYCFC fan, don't talk to me. I swear to God, it's like that bad. I, I hate it. Um, and West Ham, one of my favorite punk bands of all time is this band called Coxbar, and they're mm-hmm. all West Ham fans. Um, so I guess, you know, I, I, I like them, I guess. But, yeah, dude, UK. Dude, I can't wait. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. Is um, everyone oh. going? Everyone's going. Okay. That's going to be sick. Follow – if if you don't follow it yet, follow Padded Seat on Instagram. Dude, I seen that, bro. That dude's he, awesome. It, so I think he's starting to do American sports now too. He might be doing hockey, but he basically gets like the, like the club-level seats or like the highest-level seats and yeah. does the whole package like on Instagram, shows you everything that you get with those ticket prices. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, he's awesome, dude. I've seen a couple of those. He's dope. But I would look through that website that he does to see like who's playing in London like the day you go because you could you might be able to pick up maybe not a Premier League game, but maybe like a Champions team or maybe like yeah. two leagues below. Yeah. And that's still going to be like awesome. Yeah. Dude, I'll go do any of that, man. I'm just I really am so 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 excited. And- um are you guys going to do the driving or did you hire a driver? Because no. usually when bands go over there, they hire someone to do it. We One of our friends is going to drive us around in his van. So that's cool. And I think like, I think I'm only bringing like my snare and my kick pedal. I think they got cymbals and a drum kit for me over there. Nice. Um, there's like a couple people who have messaged the band and comments and be like, thank God you guys are finally coming, coming here. Been listening to the band for the last seven years whatever it's been i've never seen the band and i'm like that's crazy man that's crazy <laughs> so i'm really really dude even if there's six people at every show i don't care i'm so happy and grateful that this band is taking me to the uk 
I'm so yeah. grateful, dude. I love it. I'm so and excited. Slam dunk is next for you guys. I I hope so, bro. Dream come <laughs> true, bro. Dream come true, straight up. And is that kind of how you're wrapping up the year? Uh, so we're doing that, and then we have shows with Action Adventure and Cliff Diver. I did see um, that. That are going to like I don't know, like Chicago and the cold, the cold a, Midwest. A couple other places that I couldn't tell you right now, but it's on social media. Uh. But I like forget where. But yeah, the Cliff Dive and Action Adventure, and both of those bands are our very good friends. So this tour is just gonna be silly and fun, and that's how we're ending the year, December. So I love it. That's sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, I do definitely want to jump into some Devils talk and some hockey talk. But before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. So throw down some money on the Charlotte Panthers and just lose a bunch. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you bet five on the NFL, that's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner at Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So, Peter. so I know we're not a we're not a football podcast, but really quick because Mikey brought up the the Panthers losing. Uh, They're terrible. How the I still can't believe how the Giants came back this past Sunday and beat the Commanders. Like that blows my mind. How the Commanders lost that, brother. We should have beat the Bills last week in Buffalo. Yeah, we should have beat the Bills too. Stupid, uh, stupid decisions from Terod Taylor. But, you know, I don't think we're going to make the playoffs this year, but I'll, I'll take any win that the New York Giants can get. Your yeah, especially the conference win. <laughs> what is that? Especially a conference win like that. Oh, or yeah. Or division win, yeah. And I got news for you. We're going to beat the New York Jets this week, this weekend. Let's go. Yeah. Heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah, grew up let, a Dolphins let's... fan, so I hate the Jets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm good on the Jets. The Jets are like second-class citizens, bro, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> just be a Giants fan. What do you mean? You're a Jets fan? You're like a loser. Sorry. They, you, you're just like loser teams. It's weird. Just be the be a Giants fan. But I guess people also think that way about me. Like, what do you mean you're a Mets fan? Just be a Yankees fan. The Yankees are the real team. Things like that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know how that whole, like, triangle goes, right? It's like yeah. Mets, Islanders, Jets. Can you imagine being part of that? Uh, that is That is sad. Dude, that's, that's, that's how, that's, how I, they're on Long Island. That's yeah, how I was raised, and 
it was at one point where I was just like, all right, I can't be <laughs> sad the entire year. Like, I can't. This is just too much that I was just like, all right, I'm moving to North Carolina. There's going to be one team I'm going to really stick with. And hockey has always been my sport. So it was the New York Islanders for me. Right. The other two, I just had to let go. I was like, this is just too much negativity. And now my focus is only on the Islanders. Yeah. And I keep saying it. I really do want to like go all in on the Charlotte FC because being on Long Island, I never really gravitated towards the like Red Bulls because they didn't really play on Long Island, even though they're like the New York Red Bulls and whatnot. Um, so I, I never had an MLS team. And now it's 20 minutes away. It's actually like right by the bar I go to to watch the Islander game. So like the city has really started to embrace them here. And uh, it's really cool to see like I see more kids in my school wearing Charlotte FC stuff than I do like Carolina Hurricanes, Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers. Like that's probably the most I see is really Charlotte FC stuff. So I do want to get into it. You know, it's interesting a lot of the new MLS clubs are really, really doing it the right way. And they're getting so much hype and so many people to the stadiums. And it's really great for the league. And it's really great to see. I mean, the Red Bulls, bro, we play in a 25,000-seat stadium. Tomorrow is the is the wild card playoff game. Win, win in advance, lose, go home. We're going to be lucky, given it's a weekday. We'll be lucky to get like 15,000, 16,000 more. Oh, dude! Charlotte FC is getting like well over thirty every game. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they're they're doing it really well, and like the newer teams, like St. Louis, Austin, Mm -hmm. dude, they're killing it with fans. Bro, Atlanta is still, I think, drawing like sixty k a a game. Yeah, that's insane, bro. That's like, and Orlando's got a great team too, right? Orlando draws really well. Yeah, we're second in the in the MLS, and uh, I think we played Nashville at the end of the month. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, start going. Dude, yeah. MLS is like my favorite thing in the whole world. It's really, really exciting. Uh, any team can beat any team at any point. Um, it's well, that's re- how Charlotte got in, right? Like they beat Miami with freaking Messi. <laughs> so, so, like Charlotte, the way the season ended uh, on Sunday, um, or sorry, Saturday, Charlotte – um, and the Red Bulls like had to they had to both like win and there also needed to be other things happening because both clubs are like, near the bottom of the table for them to get into the playoffs. So it's kind of lucky that that we both got in. Um, but yeah, tomorrow should be a really entertaining match. Um, I know I saw a tweet from this uh, the, this Red Bulls reporter that apparently I think the owner of the Carolina Panthers owns He's lost in like 1500 people up dude or at least paid for 15 like up to 1500 fans can go and like the buses are paid for and stuff which that's cool that's a long drive bro yeah but, yeah it's like at dude, least 12 hours on dude, a bus it's sick it's sick that the owner of the team cares that much about the supporters that he'd do that you know amen I agree that's super cool yeah but let's dive into some hockey that's what we're here for so i guess let's start with just the the last devil's game that you went to because i'm just like scrolling on instagram and i'm like oh pete's at the game that's cool and then i'm like yo that's a hardcore band that pete is legit watching in the concourse and then like i instantly hit you up i was like yo pete 
send me that video. That is the coolest thing I saw because last year the Devils did it with Ocean's Illusion, which yeah. is another Jersey hardcore band. And I was like, they're freaking doing it again. Like the Devils are like the hardest team in the NHL. And yep. I kid you not, that video is up to like almost 80,000 plays on TikTok oh and has goodness. like 10,000 likes. And like yeah. everyone is just like, and first of all, everyone's like, yo, who's that band? That band's sick. So yeah. shout out for you sending that video because Jawdust is getting a bunch of, you know, new followers, new new fans as well from it. And it's cool to see like how much that has taken off on social media. And I just think that the devil's in-game presentation right now is the coolest in the NHL. Like, did you know that was happening or are you just like, we're walking by and you're like, yo, this is sick. So I was going to the game anyways, right? Me, my girlfriend, Alexa, and my father. And we're walking through and all of a sudden they hear, yo, Pete. And I'm like, and it's my friend, George. George plays drums in this band, Halogens, from New Jersey that we play with. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, George, what the hell are you doing here? Oh, bro, my hardcore band's playing a second intermission. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, bro, my hardcore band's playing after the second period. Come through. And I was like, all right, sounds great. <laughs> Not knowing what to expect, right? I told two of uh, two of the guys in my crew who I go to the Red Bulls games with, we're, we're all like punk and hardcore dudes. Like, yo, my boy's band is playing. Like, let's go watch them, right? So we go over there. They start right after the right after the second period, like ended. They're on, right? First breakdown hits, pit opens. I'm like, oh, it's on right now, bro. Everyone's moshing. Everyone's going crazy. And I'm talking to my dad after. I'm like, bro, I can't believe that the Devils like let us straight up like swing fists in the stadium. Like, no joke. I was like, no one was holding back. It was like a great, great time. Um, And it's interesting because we talk about MLS with fan engagement and how the new club's doing it right. That night, my dad goes, you know what I noticed today? He goes, I was one of the oldest people there. My dad's not an old man. My My dad's in his very early 60s. And I was like, you're right. It's a lot of people that are like my age. A lot of younger people going to the Devils games. And I don't know what they're doing to attract all the younger people, but, like, it's working. And it's, I guess it's things like booking, like, cool, like, punk hardcore bands, things that, not for nothing, a lot of those people haven't seen before, but it's going to add to their experience because it's something new and crazy that's happening. Um, so with the product that the Devils are putting on the ice and also, like, the front office doing really well with getting people to come to the games, come to the stadium. It, it's really, really awesome. A lot of young people going, dude. Yeah. And I say it all the time, like, you know, the, the crossover is ridiculous between hardcore music and hockey and pop punk and hockey. Like it, it's a real thing. And the devils seem like the first team to really catch wind of it. And they're like, let's capitalize on this. And also, you know, the the Jersey hardcore scene is right up there with the Boston hardcore scene, the Long Island hardcore scene. It's part of your DNA. And even if people didn't know who Jawdust was that night, like like I said, it's it's part of them. They're going to show out a little bit 
to support the band because they know how much it means to them. And you get you get viral clips from it and you get like people talking about this band and talking about the devils and what they're doing that normally wouldn't have. And I I saw that there's another hardcore band that's playing in April and Dude, I think I'm, the banner is playing. Yes, that's 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 yeah. the one that some people were commenting. New Jersey hardcore legends, bro. That show was that. See, I'm even saying that show. It's a it's a hockey game. It's a hockey that, game. That set at the hockey game is gonna be like insane, bro. It's gonna be crazy. And are there other teams, to your knowledge, that are booking like punk and hardcore bands playing the games? No, no. I'm None. dude. I'm dying to like play, bro. I gotta find out how to do it, and I gotta play a Devils game, bro. I have enough Devils jerseys for everyone in my band to wear one, and we'll start a Rangers suck chant at the end. <laughs> you know, bro, it'll be go. It'll be freaking gangbusters, bro. Yeah, it'll be amazing. I have to do it somehow. Bro. Honestly, talk to talk to uh, to Jawdust and see you know how they got in. Like, well, who was the the? I was gonna say who's the promoter that got him. Yeah, yeah, door. right. What do you even say? What do you even say? Who is who's the talent buyer? Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna hit up uh, a couple of my friends who play in Jawdust and be like, "Bro, how did you guys do it?" Because I gotta yeah. know. I gotta go there. But you know, I also saw someone commented that it's only their fifth show ever. So like, there's someone that's in the Devils organization that. Is, is like in the hardcore punk scene. or hard like a hardcore guy. It's gotta it be. has to be like. There's no way that that happens unless there's someone that works for the Devils that's a hardcore fan. Yeah, oh, there's got to be. I have no idea, but I would love to know, and maybe I know him. I, I don't know, but uh, we'll, feel like we'll, we'll have to splice this up here. and send it to the Devils. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I think the only other thing I think maybe Fall Out Boy has played a Blackhawks. Half yeah, time. but they're they're like an arena they're fallout boy, it, it, right? Yeah. Like, right. No, like one is, no one else is booking like they're not. The action adventure is not playing a Blackhawks game. No, they're not. Sorry, my dad's like phone is in here. Oh, Christian, I'm doing a podcast. I gotta go. Yeah, get it. Bye. <laughs> I thought maybe you goes, still had a lamp. Like my brother goes, bro. There's a heat lamp outside for free. Should I take it? I was like. Yeah, yeah, dude. What we've been doing is, bro. I have a TV, like on my back porch outside. We got like all this like outdoor furniture, like on my back deck, and I have like a like a sixty inch TV that I was actually just watching the Devils game with my dad outside, and we have like a like a fire pit, and like we're sitting there like with our hands up. And the other day we we're like, what if we got one of them like heat lamps? You know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that oh are, yeah, like, yeah, bars big, and stuff. yeah, 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 like bars. I was like, dude, it's got to make a thousand dollars, dude. They're like two hundred bucks, and I was, bad like, at all. I was like, bro, like, should we get one? And I guess my brother just found one for free, so that means that I can watch the Devils in December outdoors. Be comfortable. Yeah, this guy's living the life over here. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the last time we had you on, you, you kind of were talking about how you've kind of successfully figured out a way to like lift people or Uber people to the games and then kind of stay and sneak into the game and then either like lift or Uber them home. Um, but I, I hear that you've continued this. So can you fill us in on, on some of the, 
the antics you got into maybe I, I think maybe at the playoffs last year that so, got you into some of the games so i went to every uh devil's rangers game at the rock last year for free um because my brother and i are both broke and the tickets because it's devil's rangers i think the cheapest ticket was like 300 bucks so me and christian are like bro how do we get in how do we do it we end up going to the stadium and saying we're gonna just figure it out right Let, let's just figure it out and he goes bro just bring 50 bucks and just hand one of the ushers who doesn't give a shit 50 bucks and they'll let you in i was like great idea so we walk in into the door and there's they, we go in through like a like a smaller like side entrance and there's two ushers and two escalators and there's big groups of people around both of them next thing i know i i like turn around like that next thing i know my brother's halfway up the escalator and I'm like, how the hell did you do it? I called him on the phone. I was like, bro, how'd you do it? Like, looking at him up the escalator. He goes, dude, I just walked through. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, bro, I just walked in. And I was like, oh my God, bro, I wish I I, I wish I was looking at him when I came with you. And at this point now, the ushers are all like uh like they're, they're like free. Like there's not like a big group of people around. So I'm like, screw it. I'm like, damn it. And I'm like nervous. I'm like, I don't want to hand the guy a 50, like, let me in. You know what I'm saying? So he's in. I'm now outside the stadium walking around and I'm going, man, how do I do this? Right? How do I do this? And I see some dude outside the stadium go, yo, yo, I got, I have tickets. I have tickets. I was like, how much is a ticket? He goes, where do you want to sit? I said, brother, I'll be honest with you. My brother just straight up snuck in. So I'll sit anywhere. He goes, I can get you in the stadium for a hundred dollars. I was like, I was like, take this, yeah, I'll take this. Keeps ringing. Guy goes, I'll get you in the stadium for $100. I go, okay, what does that mean? He was like, you won't have a seat, but I'll get you in. And I was like, I don't have 100 bucks, man. Can you get me in for 50 I show him the $50 bill. He goes, looks around like his. He goes, right, come on, come on. So I'm like, okay. Walks me around the stadium, calls a friend. He goes, yo, I got one, I got one. And I'm like, am I like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I got one. What do you mean I got one? Goes back by where the team entrance is, in, in all the way to the back by the, where the buses are. Just opens this door. from So like big, big door, right? Big door. Opens it from the bot, Like the handles here. Opens it from the bottom like this. And looks in like that and goes, come on, come on, come on. So I walk in. He goes, you're good. Just go up the stairs and go through the first door. I was like, all right. Go through the first door, and I'm in the stadium. And I'm like, this fucking guy just snuck me in through the back door. Just <laughs> snuck me in through the back door. Just some guy, right? Doesn't work there. Maybe he has a friend who works there or something who he was calling, but it's not me in the back door. So we're like, there's got to be a better way, right? There's got to be a better way to do this. Just remind so, me of Jingle All the Way. So we found... <laughs> All I'm going to say is, because I don't want to give away my secret, my brother and I found a way to get into any Devils game we want for free. Um, having said that, I like to pay to go because I'll like the Devils tickets, dude, are like 10 bucks a piece on StubHub. 
Yeah. So I'd rather pay the 10 bucks and just go and not have to deal with it. But like New Jersey Devils are making the playoffs again this year and I'm going for free. <laughs> I'm not going to pay no $300. I will not do that. Now the catch is there's no seat. Yeah. And if I don't have a seat and if it's a playoff game, there's going to be no open seats. It's going to be sold out. Um, so what we do is there's like, let's say like the seats, the seats are like, like here, right? And the, okay. the rink is here. The seats go up. There's like standing areas, like all around the stadium, like above the seats and like center ice, they have like the clubs and next to the clubs, there's like extended standing area for somewhere. And my brother and I just found a place to stand. And we just stood and watched the game and had, honestly, great seats because we're in the lower bowl, like next to the club, standing at like the blue line. You know what I'm saying? And most people are standing anyways. So I wasn't uncomfortable. I got I went to a Ranger, Devils Rangers game seven for free um, because I refused to pay because I, I love the team, but I'm broke. Um, and I'll tell you what. Hockey, at least in this area, like Devils Islanders, very affordable, man. Very affordable. And that's also another big reason that I fell back in love with the New Jersey. I fell in love with the Devils again, straight up. Um, Because I was out for a while. I was just like Giants and Red Bulls guy. Um, But knowing that I can get a ticket for for 15 bucks on StubHub, better yet, I can join two New Jersey Devils ticket groups on Facebook where people are giving away free tickets most games, day of the game, yeah. or, hey, I got a ticket for five to ten bucks, you know? Um, dude, it's it's entertainment. You you have a whole night's worth of entertainment for five to ten bucks. Dude, I went to that Devils-Islanders game at UBS Arena. I got two free tickets from some guy on the New York Islanders Facebook group. I just joined and asked. Anyone have a cheap ticket? I'd like to go. My girlfriend's never been in an away game. Some dude goes, yeah, I got two free ones. I was like, all right, sounds great. Um, you just – I found ways to do things and afford doing it. That's not always sneaking in, and it's it really is a great thing. Like sports don't have to be expensive. Hockey dude, I go to the games for 10 bucks. The yeah. Red Bulls – I have season tickets for the Red Bulls. I get 17 games plus playoffs. For five hundred dollars for the year, and it's row one. Um, and if you don't have season tickets, Red Bulls tickets again, fifteen twenty bucks a piece. Um, sports are the greatest thing in the whole world, in my opinion. There's, there's nothing better than than sports and live sports, um, and they really are. If you do it the right way, so affordable. I will never buy off of Ticketmaster. I'll always buy secondhand because people are always getting rid of tickets. And there are some really, really, really cool people out there who will just give you a ticket just because you're a nice person or you're just asking, anyone have a cheap ticket? I I'd like to go last minute. Oh, yeah, I got one, man. I got one. Dude, I went to four Devils games this year. Three of them were free because people were giving away free tickets. I, It's crazy. It's a crazy thing, dude. It really it is. It sure is. It's crazy. I'm very fortunate, man. I'm very fortunate. Now, I, I I think I was talking to Justin like 
after one of our episodes. And I was like, I'm just really curious, like where Peter watched the games after sneaking in. Cause the last time I went to Prudential center, like it wasn't one of those new arenas that has a bunch of like standing rooms, like bars and stuff where you can watch from the bar and still watch the game. Like it, I don't yeah. remember it having that, but then, you know, you, you mentioned how you just went to UBS and UBS is modeled after like a soccer experience like the owner of the islanders is a british dude who like the the money owner like the guy that actually is fronting a lot of the money he is a huge premier league fan so like he was like all right we need to have supporter sections that are standing room the entire game we need to have these bars that are standing room the entire game and did did you start to to pick up on that vibe when you went to ubs for the first time so i noticed that they have the safe standing bars up in the 200s. Um, and my buddy Phil, uh, Phil Beck, goes, he's in one of the other supporter groups for the Red Bulls, and I know that he's like one of the OG guys, like Islander supporter group uh, members. And that's really cool. I think it's cool that they do that. I, w- I, I mean, in Europe, especially, in like, I'm Greek. I know in Greece, bro. They have people going insane at like women's volleyball games. Like the ultras are there, dude. Basketball there. Uh places like like Russia and stuff, like hockey, Germany, Germans have hockey. The supporters are crazy there. Yep. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, I will say UBS arena, the lighting in there on the ice is unbelievable. That is one of the nicest arenas, like visually, that I've ever been to. It, it felt just really good. It felt like ultra HD. Like I'm in, like yeah, I'm watching it in real life. Man, the lighting is so good. Okay, have you ever noticed um, watching uh, Edmonton Oilers like home games and Calgary Flames home games? The lighting in those stadiums. I guess it's because. That's the only thing up there, like sports-wise. Like they have CFL, but who cares? Yeah. Dude, the lighting, like on TV for those games, is impeccable, and that's what UBS Arena reminded me of. I love Prudential Center. It's a little dark, um, in my opinion. Now I haven't been to the Garden for a hockey game in, since I was ten, so I can't speak on that. But man, UBS Arena is a gorgeous stadium to watch a hockey game in and i i recommend anyone if you haven't been there to go um also again hockey's affordable bro i parked for free because right across the highway from the stadium is just a neighborhood where it's free parking everywhere and it's legitimately a five minute walk to the stadium from where i parked uh to 222nd to 224th street is all free parking um, so, you know, I took my girlfriend, I, I, we paid whatever it was, $16 in tolls and, and $5 in gas. And we parked for free because if you don't, if you, what, what is parking at UBS? It's like 40 oh, bucks, or like it? 40 bucks at least. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a rip bro. And then you're sitting there in, in traffic for an hour after, after the game, it stinks. You could park for free outside Prudential center. You can park for free on all those streets. People say, oh, Newark, Newark. It's not safe. It's it's criminal activity over there. No, it's so safe over there, bro. It's so safe. The area, UBS Arena, I was looking on Reddit. 
oh, you, you might not want to park. You, know, you can park for free there, but it's not the best area. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? I didn't see one other person. It's so safe there. It's just a <laughs> neighborhood of families. Dude, it's, it was really great. Great experience at UBS for me, though. Also, the merch store, like the main store, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the Isles Lab. Dude, real nice in there. Really nice. The way they Super have, expensive, though. That's that's what it seemed like. I got a uh, I got a commemorative like puck. I guess they have like pucks for every game. Um, oh, that's cool. Like like Devils, like Devils versus Islanders, and it had the date UBS Arena. It was like fifteen bucks. I was like, ah, I gotta get this. So I got that sitting in my room. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I will merch be is no joke. I, oh, dude, I was telling Alexa, I was like, man. I was an Islanders fan, I'd be like straight up buying merch right now because the merch in there is really nice. Yeah, it, it's definitely not like fanatic shit. Like it's more of like a fashion line. They yeah. they've brought in and that's kind of why some of the stuff is a a little outrageous, like with the prices. Like you're gonna buy a hoodie, it's gonna be 120 bucks. Right. You're gonna like you're gonna definitely spend a good good chunk of change to to get some of that sweet stuff but it, it's it's a just a beautiful building from top to bottom it's unbelievable and i i only have gone to got to go once so i didn't even like see all of it but yeah. one thing that stood out to me is like I'm, I'm going from going to games at the nassau coliseum like pretty much my entire life and then going to ubs and it is like complete polar opposites where you know, if you tried to go to the bathroom at the Nassau Coliseum during an intermission, mm-hmm. you can just guarantee that you're going to miss half of the next period. Yeah. That's how, how about, long the lines are. How about in between there? How about Barclays Center? You ever want to give a Barclays yeah. Center? I, I didn't like totally hate it because I knew like what seats to avoid. Because, yeah. like, yeah, there was like a quarter of the arena that was just awful seats. Like, terrible. Yeah. But, Outside of that, like where where the seats were that I went when I went to Barclays, like it was just like clean and new. Um, having like actual concession stands that served better food than just like hot dogs and hamburgers and yeah. chicken fingers, like that's all the Coliseum had. So like to go to some an, an arena that had like. Different Different food options and different drink options like felt like a luxury and it was like just a cool experience to be able to take a train to the game because couldn't really take the liwr to the nassau coliseum right so like taking mass transit was kind of fun so it was what it was it, it there was definitely some terrible terrible seats at barclays um and then towards the end they didn't want the Islanders there, and you could feel that. Like they stopped right. opening half the concessions for the games. Right, it's like just they would a only sad experience. Yeah, it started to get pretty sad. So, you know, it, it worked out for us though because they built UBS for hockey first. Like that was the top priority, and then like the concerts and other things that they wanted to eventually do there. That stuff was added after the hockey stuff. So, it, it really is built for. For the Islanders and it's just you know to have that stability because my whole life it was just like are we going to lose the Islanders or are they going to go somewhere else right. to to have them there forever basically it, it's 
it's safe. It feels good. Yeah, but. UBS was great. I only went to the Coliseum, I think, maybe twice, but I only remember once when I was real young. Uh, my dad took me with him, me, him, and my aunt. Uh, we sat upstairs, and I have this vivid memory of sitting directly under where the goal horn was. <laughs> Dude. The loudest thing I've ever heard in my entire life was sitting under the goal horn at Nassau Coliseum. So loud, bro. So ruined, ruined the experience for me. Um, but yeah, dude, UBS is a killer experience, man. Killer experience there. Yeah, and I'm sure from Jersey, you know, if you didn't want to drive, jumping on the train is super easy now too. Yeah. And they they thought a lot of that out and it's only going on like year three so some of you know some of those other kinks are going to be worked out as well yeah. but yeah i i really gotta be honest bro i really have no complaints the islanders fans i sat next to were all very very nice and welcoming um can't say that about every fan base looking at you new york rangers i hate you <laughs> um like flyers too. Flyers, I hate you. Uh, but yeah, all the Islanders fans, super, super nice. Uh, everyone was very respectful. I didn't get chirped even once, which I thought was crazy. Because whenever we scored, I was standing up going crazy. You saw me on TV, bro. I got on TV that game. <laughs> me and my girlfriend going, yeah, because the devil scored. Um, but, bro, great experience there. I had an amazing time. Hell yeah. Well, I guess before we let you go, Peter, um, how you feeling about the Devils? I, and I know we just had our buddy Seth from Sleeve on, and he was talking, you know, how he's feeling so far. But yeah. our things well, have started to turn around. Like you guys ended up beating the Islanders when when we played you last weekend, and you know it seems like things are, are turning around. So are you, are you feeling pretty confident again? Well, I'm looking right now. And we are up 4-2 in Montreal. So that's, oh, Montreal scored? So I'm feeling good about that. 4-2 we're up. Um, and, okay, so we've played – this is our fifth game right now against Montreal. We've given up the first goal in all five of those games. The Devils come out super slow and sluggish for some reason. We usually write the ship. Um but they've got to come out with more of a fire. Uh, and once they do that, I, I really think that this team is, is legitimately, like, unstoppable. Uh, we have real Stanley Cup ambitions. I think that if we can commit to one goalie, whether it be Schmidt or Vanacek, um, and really hone in on one, I think that'll help us a lot. Um, but man, I really do think that we're going to be in the Stanley Cup this year. I really do. Like, let me let's see the standings here. I, dude, I think we're better. We're I think that we're a better team than Boston. I think that we're better than Florida. Um, we're better than every team in the Metro. Capitals are, are bad this year. We're better than the Islanders. Better than Pittsburgh. We're better than the Rangers. Philly sucks. We're we're better. We're the best team in the Metropolitan. Um, I, I think that we're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I really do. Yeah. And, and you know, 
before the season even started, I was kind of on the fence with the Islanders and we started pretty good. And then it was that devil's game where we took like five penalties. And I believe the Devils scored on like three or four of those power plays. And I was on the power play. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, we're, if we're taking these dumb ass penalties, we're not going to be very successful this year. And then it kind of, like snowballed after that devil's game. Like things started to fall apart a little bit and we're losing right now again. And if you go to like any of the Islanders fan pages, like you would think that this is like 1995 New York Islanders. The way they're talking right, about right, right, right. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, with, that's how it's been with the devils for a long time because they've yeah. been bad for so long that, people just lose hope so quickly. We'll lose a game and people will be like, I'm telling you this is the beginning of the end. And they'll be dead serious. I'm like, bro, what do you mean? We're, we're above 500. We're, we're, we're still amazing. We lost by a goal in overtime. We lost in overtime. Oh, the team's horrible. The team's horrible. <laughs> Dude, they were fire Lindy. Lindy Ruff, our coach, who just got extended. Amazing coach. Fire Lindy chance because uh, we were losing by a goal against uh, – who the hell was it? Fans are just crazy, man. Like one of the last years at the Barclays Center, like right on like the Atlantic Terminal, like right there, a bunch of Islander fans started like a GoFundMe to pay for a huge, like huge billboard that just said snow must go, right. which was the GM of the Islanders at the time. Like, it had to be thousands of thousands of dollars to get this billboard. Like it was a huge one and it was yeah. up the majority of the season. And it was right when you left the Barkley center, that's the billboard you saw. Oh my and it was God. just oh, snow after, must go. After a loss, you're just like, <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. That's great. That is great, man. Um, yeah. And, and like those Islander teams that played at Barclays, like they were, teams that missed the playoffs by a couple of points it wasn't like we were bottom dweller teams that like were getting first overall draft picks or anything like that and to see the extremes that fans go to sometimes is kind of funny oh yeah oh yeah 100 the the devil's front office from top to bottom is doing an amazing job um with fan experience uh with player development, signings, trades. They are – we have such a young team. Oh, yeah. With so much promise, and the ceiling is so high. Um, the front – props to the front office. As much as I love to hate – hate on the New York Red Bulls front office, the Devils front office is, like, amazing, bro. Amazing. Um, yeah, just a bunch of DIY hardcore kids. Yeah, just a bunch yeah. of DIY hardcore kids, a, bunch, a couple of straight edge kids running running the team. <laughs> running you know? the Devils. Yeah, I, yeah. It is funny too. Like I think like the big change for the Devils came when they put out the jersey jerseys. Uh, like about that about that time is when the Devils started being really good again. Yeah, and I remember looking at those and being like, "That is." Fucking genius marketing. Yeah. Like, oh, even wow. like the, the, the hat hats. Dude, like, the hat hat. The is hat hats. So, 
good, bro. So good. <laughs> yeah. Again, again, genius marketing. And guess yeah. what? They sold out immediately. You can't yep. get one of those. They sold out immediately. Yeah, my buddy has the he came over with the jersey and the hat, and I was just like, You're fucking flexing right now. Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> Yeah, I got I got a black uh huge yeah, jersey. Yeah. Tom's a devil's fan, right? Tom is a huge devil's fan, yeah. Yeah. He was the one that came up. He had the full like the jersey and the hat. And I was like, that's a full flex, dude. You don't need he to He had do that the right whole now. fit going for him. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's really funny. Hell yeah. Well, Peter, dude, this was a blast just catching up, man. And we definitely need to get you on more often. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I'm I'm super excited for what you guys got planned the rest of the year tour wise and you know finally getting over to the uk um i know you guys are always writing and recording stuff so are we expecting some new music in in 2024 i'm i'm, I'm guessing yes <laughs> uh yeah we're, we're planning on having uh, at least like one or two singles out or something we're doing something we talked uh a couple of days ago actually about how we need to be writing and recording and just releasing more music just mm-hmm. to have on the road, you know, even two songs, even, even a seven inch or something. Um, but yeah, ex- expect, expect something in 2024. From yeah. Nice. I, I, I figured that was the answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, Pete, man, best of luck on the road. And, uh, Hopefully the, the devils live up to your high expectations and they will. Uh, they will. Don't you worry. Mark my <laughs> words. The devils are gonna be in the Stanley Cup. Mark my no, words. New Jersey Devils. Your New Jersey Devils. You know them, you love them. <laughs> and I'm just Guys. gonna put it out there, right? Guys. You gotta put it out there. Yeah. Keep flying, playing an intermission at a New Jer- New Jersey Devils game. It's yep, gotta be it's gotta happen. happen. We're gonna do the Rangers suck chant. <laughs> it'll be against the rangers too yeah right oh yeah that'll go over real well right <laughs> guys thank you for having me i i love the show i love you guys this is a great time i've really been looking forward to this I'm, I'm glad that uh we got to do it um please have me on again i i yeah. really i love the show and I, I love talking to you guys hey man dude we'll we'll let you go man it's always a blast peter thanks again go check out keep flying on all socials on all streaming platforms it if you love bar down breakdown we know you're already a keep flying fan so that's right just, yo <laughs> keep showing the homies some love man all right pete we'll let you go brother yo let's go devils and let's go red bulls tomorrow let's go see you guys later <laughs> see you man. later man welcome back everybody we are on the sixth seventh eighth fifth 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 Maybe sixth, sixth. Sixth iteration of the seventh iteration of the bar down breakdown prospect report. Uh, And this one's a really special one for me uh, because we have our buddies in sleeve out of Richmond, Virginia on the prospect report. Uh, They are putting out their first EP in four years. If you haven't listened to the episode with Seth, go listen to it. It was our most recent episode uh, before this one that we have with Peter with keep flying but Sleep is putting out their newest EP called All These Songs Are About You. It is their first release in four years. I am so excited about this EP. One, because we've played with Sleeve multiple times throughout the years. But two, they're an amazing band. They're amazing people. Um, like we said, they're coming out of Richmond, Virginia. 
if you like bands like Title Fight, if you like bands like the Menzingers. I don't even know Menzingers, Swellers, um, put all those in a blender and pop them out. It is sleeve. Um, I would say if they come to a town near you, go catch them. They are definitely a band that you need to see live. They're an amazing band, even recording, but the full sleeve experience is watching them live, watching Julian absolutely destroy his drum set every single night, watching Charlie scream into the, the microphone, Seth doing his spin dance, and then Olivier, the newest member, absolutely ripping it next to Charlie on guitar. Uh, go listen to Sleeve. Their new EP is out. I think one of the highlight singles on the EP is a song called Golden. So go check it out. Support Just Sleeve. Gold. Oh, just gold. Just gold. I thought it was... No, it's called gold, not just gold. I thought it was golden for some reason. Sorry, Seth. No, let's get to it because it, it's a doozy of a track and I'm a loving it. And uh, I, I, I think we might even be getting some music videos for some songs from the EP. So definitely go and check out Sleeve. And if you don't do so yet, give them a follow, show them some love. And uh, if you are in a band that has less than 20,000 streams on Spotify, we would love to get you added to our playlist. So go ahead and fill out the Google form that's in our bio. We'll get you added there. And uh, we'll even do a little feature on your band on an episode of Bar Down Breakdown. So that's pretty cool. And, and we uh, listen to every single submission that comes through. Every single one of them. So you are being heard and we're, we're, we're slowly but surely adding on more and more bands, you know, every couple of weeks. So give us some time. We'll get around to it. But it, it is something we're both very passionate about and uh, we're loving it. So go show some love for Sleeve and Justin, I will talk to you soon. Peace on the next you. week.
And the response was so damn slow Another minute more Paramedics just waiting in escrow Oh great, another data point No friends or family to commiserate your growth